gente, espero que se encuentren bien desde donde nos escuchen. Hello everyone, I hope that you are all doing very well from wherever you are listening. Muchas gracias por todo el soporte y por seguir con nosotros. Thank you all for continuing to listen and for all your support and just continuing to be here with us. Hoy vamos a hacer las cosas muy orgánicas. Estamos aquí para conversar con una mujer que nos va a contar su historia y cómo ha superado algunas cosas de la vida. Today we're going to do things very organic as usually we do. We're just here for conversation. We are here to talk with a woman who will tell us her story and how she has overcome some things in her life. This is another Tell My Story segment, but unlike others, this conversation will talk about transitions, the, the change a woman makes when chapters in her life end and others begin. Esto es Acá Entre Nos, a Spanglish podcast season four, episode five, Tell My Story segment, segmento con la invitada Jacqueline, una entrenadora de transformación y presentadora de su podcast, Amiga Preneur. This is Acá Entre Nos, a Spanglish podcast, season four, episode five, Tell My Story segment with our guest Jacqueline a transformation coach and podcast host to her podcast, Amiga Preneur. En primer lugar, ¿por qué no te presentas a ti misma, Jacqueline, y les cuentas a nuestros oyentes quién eres y un poco de lo que haces? First, why don't you introduce yourself, Jacqueline, and tell our listeners who you are and a bit of what you do. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Jacqueline, as she said. I am the founder of Amigapreneur. I think first and foremost, I'm a storyteller. I've been called a bit of a records keeper because of my interviews with women of color. I'm a speaker, a workshop facilitator, and like she said, a transformational coach. I help BIWOC, Black, Indigenous, women of color, move through life, transition with courage, confidence, and compassion. I do that by creating a space for vulnerability to embody your truest self nice nice so um well we'll get into a little bit of how you became or fell into the positions that you um and the roles that you have now but for our first question why don't you tell our listeners a bit about your background and what you were doing before. Uh, por primera pregunta, me gustaría pedirle que les cuente a los que nos están escuchando un poco sobre su experiencia en el pasado y lo que ella hacía antes de que llegó a los roles que tiene hoy. So my role, I actually worked in law for over 10 years. And I always sat in my car and wondered if this was it. So I'm an immigrant. I was brought here when I was four years old. Me trajeron aquí cuando tenía cuatro años. Y yo me sentaba en mi carro. Yo trabajaba en ley. Y tenía un trabajo que me pagaba muy bien. Estaba viviendo los sueños de mis padres. Yo hacía más dinero en un año que ellos habían hecho juntos. Pero, me, pero de todos modos me encontraba en mi carro sentada. Y preguntándome, esto no puede ser todo lo que la vida trae, pero tengo dinero, tengo una buena posición, soy una madre soltera, estaba cuidando a mi hija y no estaba feliz. Y cada, cada día en noche me sentaba ahí pensando, ¿qué, ¿qué es mi vida? O sea, hice todo lo que necesitaba que hacer, fue a la escuela, tengo una, una buena, um, un buen trabajo, pero no estoy feliz. Entonces uh, me vino la respuesta, me dejaron ir del trabajo, algo que se llama en inglés, no sé cómo decirlo en español, Uh, I was laid off y me dieron una severance package, um, es un dinero, me dieron um, miles de dólares 
para que me fuera y me pudiera cuidar y encontrar otro trabajo. So, lo que yo hice es me fui para Los Ángeles, moví a mí a mi hija, tenía 15 años, <ríe> me fui para Los Ángeles y cuando llegué a Los Ángeles dije, ok, me, uh, you know, el espíritu me dio lo que yo deseaba. Ya no quería trabajar en ley, odiaba mi trabajo, pero yo no sabía lo que seguía porque yo era una madre soltera y nomás dije, ponte a trabajar, agárrate un trabajo bueno y eso es lo que hice pero nunca pensé en mis sueños, qué es lo que quiero hacer yo. Entonces, lo que pasó cuando estaba en Los Ángeles es que descubrí algo que se llama, you know, las podcasts hace siete años y noté que no estaban, no tenían muchas mujeres de color. Entonces, yo decidí que iba a comenzar una podcast y iba a traer mujeres de color para que hablaran de su experiencia y cómo ellas comenzaron sus negocios y estaban viviendo sus sueños. Cuando, cuando ellas vi, vinieron, me dieron... Me, me hicieron, like, it gave me a sense of purpose. Entonces, lo que pasó es que tuve que regresar a la a ley porque necesitaba hacer dinero. <ríe> Tenía que cuidar a mí y a mi hija. Pero lo, um, lo que pasó es que cuando ella se fue al colegio, yo perdí mi, ¿quién era yo? I lost my sense of self. I lost who I was. I had a breakdown and I went into a depression. Me deprimí bien, feo, bien, bien mal y no sabía quién era yo. No sabía lo que iba a hacer porque ya no era su madre, entonces, ¿quién soy? Si no soy la madre de Lisa, entonces, ¿quién soy? ¿Dónde está mi valor? Si no estoy cuidando a alguien, si no estoy haciendo el dinero que tengo que hacer, entonces, ¿quién soy? Who am I if I am not her mother? What is my purpose? What is my reason for getting up every morning? What's my reason for hustling? What's my reason for living? If I am no longer a provider, I'm no longer a single mom. She took everything with her and I didn't know who I was anymore. So I had a breakdown. Um, I didn't know at that time that I was going through a life transition and that was normal. Um, yo no sabía que lo que estaba pasando era algo muy normal, que eso pasa cuando las cosas en la vida cambian. Lo que no era normal es que yo no sabía quién era y estaba entrando la depresión. Eso, eso no era normal. Y la razón que eso pasó es porque luego me dijo mi, mi therapist, la terapia, es que yo estaba muy, yo me, um, I would define myself as a, as a single mom, porque cuando yo estaba chica, I've been on my own since I was 15 years old. Yo me, me fui de mi casa a los 15 años porque crecí en un, mi mamá y mi papá tenían, um, creo que en español se dice uh, violencia doméstica. Uh, there was domestic violence in the house. So I decided to run away that I, I couldn't take it anymore. My parents had separated at that time, but my father was still very violent. He was an alcoholic and I didn't want to live there anymore. So I ran away. So I've been on my own since I was 15. Desde los 15 yo me cuidé sola. Y lo que pasó con eso es que cuando yo tuve mi propia hija, yo miré mi valor en ella. Yo nomás tenía valor porque era su mamá. Yo nomás era una persona uh, con derechos o, o todo eso porque era la mamá de ella. Entonces cuando ella se fue, todo eso vino en mi cara y me dijo, tú no eres nadie si no eres su mamá. Tú no, you're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of like respect. You're not worthy of a sense of self if you're not her mother. And that's what we as women do a lot of the times. We wrap ourselves around our men, our children. Um, if you don't have that, you wrap yourself um, around, you know, your job, your accolades, the kind of like, you know, you graduate from so-and-so. And if all your value is wrapped around that, Anything can happen and it's taken away. And if your value is wrapped around that and that goes away, then it makes you feel like you're not worth anything. 
So during that time, I did a lot of research and I started looking and I started realizing that what is normal and what is not. And I started to want to talk about it. I went ahead. I was journaling every day. That was my saving grace. I was a writer. I had one um, a writing essay at 15. A los 15 años yo gané. Uh, uh, ¿Cómo se dice? Concurso. Is that a contest? I believe. Uh -huh. Por escribir una letra. A, there was like hundreds of people that were part of that. And I just discovered that I can be open and vulnerable on paper that I can tell my story and just take it all out. So that was like my first therapist. So I started using that when I was depressed. Um, yo me despertaba cada, cada día y escribía, 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 escribía todo lo que me estaba saliendo, porque me estaban saliendo muchas cosas del pasado que como me habían afectado. Um, todo el trauma, todas las cosas que me dijeron, todo eso, entonces empecé a escribir. Entonces encontré un lugar donde puedo poner todas mis verdades y usar mi voz. Entonces se lo empecé a dar a gente para que lo leera. Entonces empecé a tener el valor para ir a agarrar una, a, a decirle a la gente, estoy deprimida y no sé cómo salir de esto. Y lo que descubrí es que en la comunidad latina, um, mucha gente no le gustaba que yo estaba diciéndole que estaba deprimida, porque la verdad es que no sabemos cómo, like, hold space for that. We don't know how to hold space for our community when it comes to depression. Not really our fault, not because we don't care, or we, we don't have loving community, because I believe we do. We just don't know how to hold space. We don't know how to use the words. We don't really know how to help. Um, I was talking to, you know, going to a therapist and they're like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, you were always so strong. You know, eres una mamá soltera, ¿por qué no lo puedes hacer? Ándale, ponte las pilas, todo va a estar bien. Y no, no me podía poner las pilas. I, I just couldn't do it. I was breaking down. I couldn't hold a job. Perdí mi apartamento, mi carro, mi trabajo, todo. Y, y yo me seguía diciendo, ¿por qué no te ponen las pilas? Ya, yeah, I mean, tu hija está en el colegio, mira lo que hiciste. Estás sola desde los 15 años, ¿por qué no la puedes agarrar la onda que tienes? And I felt a lot of guilt for that. I felt a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Um, but finally, you know, I kept writing and I looked for that community that supported me, that understood I was depressed and that was normal. And I had trauma that I needed to process. And I found a therapist that started to help me to understand that this transition was normal, but that I had all this stuff. And so I started uprooting, I started healing. And then what ended up happening is I brought it onto the podcast. Encontré una terapia que me hizo entender que todo era normal. Lo, lo que no era normal es que no podía procesarlo, no podía hablarlo. Entonces ella me ayudó y lo que decidí hacer es um, en el podcast empezar a hablar mi, mi verdad, en mi, mi social media y todo, empezar a decir mi historia. Entonces crear um, a group, a beta course that I'm doing now para ayudarle a otras mujeres en todas mis plataformas, on the podcast, como coach, como todo, para que las mujeres, um, primero, the first thing is educate themselves on what's going on, that it's totally normal. I wanted to keep them accountable. I wanted to support them. I wanted them to feel seen, heard, and understood. And so that kind of brings me to where I am now. Dije muchas cosas, ojalá las entendieron. Hice lo más posible para decirlo también en español. Sí, sí lo entendieron, yo creo, y todo bien. You like summarized it good, so thank okay. you. 
Well, the next question is to tell us a little bit more about your story, which you kind of already did, mm -hmm. and um, some of your biggest endeavors. So, um, aunque ya nos dijo un poquito de su historia, la siguiente pregunta era que nos contara un, un poquito más de su historia y sus mayores esfuerzos que ha tenido en esta, en, pues, en este nuevo capítulo en su vida. Um. I would say the, the very first um, is that I now am able to lovingly um, care for myself in change and have changed my negative thoughts. And I'm now my voice is like a big sister. Um, whenever there's any negative thoughts that come up, I'm like, hey, why did you say that? Where's that coming from? La cosa más grande que, que puedo decir uno es que Ahora cuando vienen um, cosas neg negativas y la voz me dice que, ay, es que no puedes o eres esto o no eres suficiente aquí o, o no te quieren o esto es lo otro, hay una, una voz atrás que es un, como una hermana grande y me dice, oye, ¿por qué dices eso? Eso no es cierto. ¿Por qué lo estás diciendo? A ver, siéntate. No me hables así. Así no me hablas. Pero le dicen un modo no que, hey, no me estás hablando así. Le dice, hey, eso no está bien. A mí, a mí no me hablas así. Entonces, cuando tengo relaciones con mi hija, um, por ejemplo, con, con, mi, con mi novio, algo así, entonces yo también hablo con ellos. No me puedes hablar así, por favor. Cuando tú me hablas o, o te me diriges, por favor, háblame así. Podemos hablar con ellos. Y, y todo ha cambiado en mi vida. Cómo, cómo me miro a mí, a sí misma. How I look at myself. Um, how I talk to other people. The relationships. Even the people that approach me. Hasta la gente que viene es gente um, de... de mejores niveles, pues, y eso es, um, es emocion emocionalmente y, men y mentalmente. Like, their energy is better. The people approach me, I mean, from the gas station to the person that does my hair. Everyone that I call into my life has a better energy and um, in how they approach me and how they talk to me. So I would say that was that has been the number one thing on how I deal with everything. Hasta cuando vienen los cambios de la vida, antes... A mí no me gustaban que las cosas cambiaran porque yo crecí en, en, un, um, en un lugar en mi casa donde todo, yo no sabía lo que iba a pasar mañana, si iban a pelear. Inestable. Ya, yeah, muy inestable. Y, y entonces yo crecí, quería controlar todo. You know? No hagan ruido, no hagan esto, quería controlar todo. Y si algo cambiaba, like, I would lose it. Y ahora no, ahora pueden las cosas estar you know, locas en atrás, pero yo estoy, ok. ¿Qué podemos hacer aquí? Y esa no era la persona que yo era. So, yo puedo decir que that's probably the best thing for me, that when there is chaos, I am now at peace. I, of course, I'm normal. I, of course, if things quarantine, things like that, I'm like, oh, my God. But even with quarantine, I understood that it was a global um, change that was happening and that it was at the end, it was going to be the better for all of us in some in some way. And I knew and I was prepared for the solitude because I had faced solitude. I was ready for the change because I had faced major change and I had created the tools and the language and how to process everything. So I would say that's one of the biggest things for me and the biggest change is that it's internal, it's not really outside. The second thing I would I can talk about a little bit is me being on my own when I was 15 and realizing that I manifested a better life for myself at 15. Uh, a los 15 años yo decidí irme de mi casa no nomás para agarrar atención o porque, you know, 
Uh, otras razones que otros niños se van de la casa es que yo ya no quería esa vida. Yo ya no quería vivir en una casa de violencia donde you know, me estaban faltando respeto, donde uh, me, me daba miedo por mi cuerpo y you no know, que me... Que me que, uh, they were going to treat me violently. And yo quería un, un lugar más estable con, con gente que me daba amor, que se preocupaba por mí, que me daba estabilidad. Y cuando me fui de la casa, yo tuve un plan. I had a plan when I left my house. I wanted things to be more loving, more caring. I wanted stability. I didn't know at the time I had these things. I can say them, but I just didn't want that. I wanted the opposite. And so when I ran away from home, I talked to a counselor at school. Uh, I stayed at a few friends' house. I talked to a counselor, and he he made sure that I got into a group home. Um, un... Um, I don't know how you say counselor in Spanish. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, un uno, uno de los maestros. Consejeros. Un consejero Consejero. de la escuela. Uh -huh. uh, un consejero de la escuela. Él dijo, yo te voy a ayudar. Yo te voy a encontrar algo que se llama un group home. Y, y quiero que, que las cosas estén estables. Porque en ese tiempo muchos group homes no estaban estables tampoco. Era bien, eh, había mucha violencia allí. Pero él me encontró uno. Y todos los consejeros de allí, um, they showed me unconditional love. They gave me stability. They gave me rules. They gave me everything I was wishing for, support. They called me on my stuff, but explained and talked to me. And I got to see what a stable, loving uh, home with rules, consequences that weren't violent, you know, um, what it could really be. Entonces, cuando yo estaba en esta casa, me dieron reglas. Me dijeron, aquí están las reglas. Si no haces esto, estas son las consecuencias. Me enseñaron amor, like, unconditional. Uh, me decían lo, las cosas buenas que hacía y cuando hacía algo que no estaba bien, se sentaban conmigo y me lo explicaban. Entonces, yo tomé eso y me lo, me lo llevé en mi vida. Dije, ah, mira, esto es, es estar en paz en tu casa. Esto es cuando alguien dice que va a hacer algo, lo hacen. Um, eso es estar en una casa donde no hay violencia. Um, so eso es algo que yo cargué conmigo y siempre yo quise tener algo así. Yo dije, yo voy a hacer um, una casa que tenga reglas, que me hablan, que me explican las cosas. Y aunque me porte como me porten, ellos me quieren. Yo nunca dudo que no me quieren. No puedo hacer nada mal que ellos no me van a querer. Y eso es lo que empecé a crear. Tomo años, no, no fue algo que oh, a los 15 lo agarré y ya lo crié. Pero pensando atrás, yo sabía lo que no quería y así comenzó. Entonces yo creé eso a los 15. So at 15 years old, I knew what I didn't want. I didn't know what wanting really looked like, but I know going to the group home, I was able to get all that. And so I took that with me throughout my life. It didn't happen overnight. It's not, I didn't make mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes as a mother. Um, but I now know that there was always a foundation there that I can go back and that I knew there's two things. Just because I grew up in a house like that doesn't mean that every house was going to be like that. And I was pursuing mm -hmm. to have that for myself. Um, so I, I think that's the second thing. I mean, I have a lot of other things I'm very grateful for, you know, it's able to go to school. I'm, I'm very proud. Estoy muy orgullosa de mi hija. You know, ella fue al colegio, va a agarrar sus masters. I mean, it's, I, I can't say enough about her. I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud of the things I have, but esas dos cosas son las cosas que yo creo son la fundición, foundation, de, de donde estoy ahora. Cuando, cuando tenemos la fundición de lo que queremos, um, uh -huh. aunque los pierdamos, aunque tome años, siempre podemos regresar. So yo le doy muchas gracias a Dios que fui a ese group home porque me enseñó muchas cosas y las posibilidades y que sí hay otras opciones.
that there are other options, that there are two, you know, that you can live differently um, if you just go and seek it out. So I, I'm very proud of those two things, I would say. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. That's, wow, that's an amazing story and you've overcome so much. Are you still in contact with your family? How does that work now? Well, my family, mi familia no es la misma familia de, que tenía cuando tenía 15 años. Um, muchas cosas han cambiado. Hay unas cosas que, que todavía están, uh, uh, todavía hay adicción. Uh, but now there's still addiction, but now we can talk about it and we're open about it. Um, I'm in contact with my dad. We actually sat down and had a conversation. He actually listened to me. He's become the dad that I, I would have liked when I was little. Mi papá ahora es el papá que yo hubiera querido con esta chica. Y me estoy poniendo un poquito emocional porque poco a poco no pasó de un día a otro. Tomó años, uh, pero él ya no es la misma persona. You know, él, él es más abierto, claro, ya no es violento, a mí tiene años que, que no es violento, pero era más, es no, no nomás de dejar no ser violento, es hacer el trabajo adentro y, y de veras um, o, o, abrir las orejas, like really open your ears and listen, and he's really working on that, sitting down and he owns it. He, he, that's one thing about my dad, I will say, he never said, no, I'm great. He's like, yeah, I got a lot of work to do, <laughs> you know? Um, so eso es lo bueno de mi papá. Él nunca, you know, es sinvergüenza. <laughs> Él sabía que tenía problemas y tenía mucho, mucho, que, mucho trabajo que hacer, pero también lo empezó a hacer. Él empezó a hacer el trabajo. Um, y, y ahora es, él está tratando y, y siempre dice, you know, déjame saber. Y poco a poco, no lo miro cada fin de semana, pero si algo que me molesta, yo le digo, no me gusta cuando haces esto y eso. Y le dice, ok. Y la próxima vez cuando salemos, no. Pero eso es lo que estamos trabajando. I'm able to have boundaries with my family. I'm able to uphold them. Again, it's about me. It's not about them. Uh, because if you change, people will change the way they treat you. And I make it very clear. You are very lucky that I have you in my life um, without arrogance. But just knowing these are, my, these are my boundaries. And they have respected him. And I have learned to accept my family for being human. You know, we, we put our parents, ponemos nuestros papás que tienen que ser, you know, todo y que no pueden hacer nada mal y que no son humanos. Y eso es lo que ha cambiado. I see my parents as human beings and they're flawed. Uh, siendo una mamá, yo puedo mirar que hay muchas cosas que cuando uno es madre hace mal y que de veras duele. So lo único que podemos hacer es acordarnos que somos humanos y, y respetar las boundaries, the boundaries of other people and continue to do the work. So that's that's where we are now is continue to do the work, communication, being clear about our boundaries. But most of all, I would say uphold your boundaries, hold yourself with self-worth and self-respect and others will too. Yeah, yeah. The next question you kind of already touched based on too, but it was, <laughs> what would you say has changed the most in you since mm -hmm. the that crisis sort of, um, you know, moment where you were transitioning when your daughter left for college. Mm -hmm. ¿Qué dirías que ha cambiado más en ti desde que ese momento de depresión cuando tu hija se fue al colegio? Um, I would definitely say just speaking it. Uh, la cosa más grande es hablarla. No la hablaba. Y eso es lo que me detenía mi progreso no hablar lo que de veras estaba pasando. Tenía tanta, I had so much guilt and shame 
and I didn't speak it. ¿Cómo yo misma me voy a ayudar? ¿Cómo le voy a preguntar a la gente que me ayude? How am I going to ask people for help if I don't own where I am, not even with myself? If we can't own with ourselves that we need help, if we can't own with ourselves where we are, we're not going to progress. And so I would say that has been the biggest thing for me is owning my truth with myself and being vulnerable and saying what hurts hurts. La cosa más grande es decir, you know, estas cosas me pasaron, me duelen, todavía me afectan. Y, y ser vulnerable con, conmigo misma y decir que necesito ayuda. No lo puedo hacer sola. Y eso es algo que es muy difícil porque su, si tú siempre fuiste la persona que es fuerte y te mira a tu familia y mira, se puede con todo y no necesita a nadie y está soltera y you know, all this stuff. Um, es muy difícil que sabes que no, no, no puedo, necesito ayuda. Yo no puedo hacerlo sola. I can't do it alone. I need your help. So I would say that's the biggest thing. I ask for help. I tell people where I'm at. I'm fucking up. I'm sad, whatever. Oh, am I supposed to cuss? I'm so It's sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's organic, um, so, remember? Yeah. <laughs> so um, that, I would say that that would be the biggest thing. What would you say was holding you back from sharing that you didn't recognize maybe before you even went to therapy? Mm -hmm. Would you say it was like pride or just you weren't taught to communicate that way? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Un, un ejemplo. Estaba en el carro con mi hija. Ya está grande. Estaba en el colegio. Y la relación estaba cambiando. Ella ya no es mi hija. Es una adulta. Ella se cuida sola. Trabaja. Y, y estaba en el carro y no sé qué me dijo, entonces yo le grité y me dice, no me vas a hablar así, y no, ¿por qué me estás gritando? Y yo en mí misma me digo, ¿por qué le estoy gritando? Like, you know, inside, you know, I was in the car with my daughter and I don't, she was saying something that was making me uncomfortable and I yelled at her and she's like, you know, holds her boundaries, like, why are you yelling at me? Don't yell at me. Like, why are you talking to me like that? And I knew I couldn't yell at her. Like, she's an adult. She doesn't have to deal with me. And that was going to be hard. <laughs> you know, me and my daughter are close. So I needed to change the way I talked to her. And I just didn't, in that moment, the word inadequate, which I didn't even know when I told my therapist. I go, I don't even know what I felt. I just felt something. I don't know what it is. And she's like, inadequate? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. That's it. That's it. I felt inadequate. <laughs> And we're just not armed with the words sometimes to describe the feeling that we're feeling. We just don't know. We don't know how to communicate it. We don't know how to process it. We don't know how to sit with it. <laughs> um, I don't know what inadequate means in Spanish. <laughs> um, do you know what it means? I will get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay. So, hay una palabra en inglés que la terapia me dijo que me sentía... Um, no en mi lugar, pues no me sentía, you know, como su mamá, no, no sé, era un sentimiento tan feo. Inadecuado y, y no sabía, o inadecuada. inadecuada. Inadecuada, me sentía inadecuada. Like, no sabía, esa, sé lo que significa, pero no, en ese momento en el carro, yo, no, yo sentía algo y, y no me sentía bien sentarme, mirarlo, ni sabía cómo expresarlo. Y aquí está mi hija, aquí estoy yo, estoy en el carro y no sé expresar lo que está pasando y ella piensa que yo estoy de sangrona, que no quiero hablar con ella o la, you know, pero la verdad es que yo, yo no sabía expresarlo y yo no sabía sentarme con esa emoción. Um, y eso es lo que es. Uh, there's just words that we, we, have, we never learned. Um, 
I know what inadequate means, right? We have an education, <laughs> but I would have never said that to anybody. I feel inadequate. Like who says that, right? Explain At least in my, it. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the, the lack of communication, uh, processing, I didn't know you're allowed to sit and process. When you grow up in violence, there is no time to process. Mm-hmm. You are constant survival mode. There is no yeah. time to process. There is no time. Well, I feel this, like, everything survival mode you're just trying to survive you're trying not to piss anybody off you're trying to not you know get injured so there is no processing there is no calling out what you feel so you grow up not being able to call what this feeling is and then having time to process what's happened so i said that that would be the biggest thing yeah so it's it's habits it's old Mm -hmm. habits that we've learned it's like you said it's our survival mode that turns on and then as we get older unless Mm -hmm. we learn it which you did um we don't know how to practice it until we know (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so for our next question after all your experiences share with the listeners some of your current favorite life mottos either you've come up with on your own or you learned in (laughs) therapy or you learned from from you know you read somewhere Uh, la siguiente pregunta es después de todas sus experiencias comparte con los oyentes algunos de las reglas por las que vives tu vida que hayas escuchado o aprendido o que te hayas hasta inventado tú misma um one of them would be that I just, it just popped up to mind. Um, what was it? Give me a second. Oh, what is it? When nothing is certain, everything is possible. Um, mm. And I kept remembering that when I was in my depression and I was like, losing everything when I was losing my car, when I was in my apartment and I just kept losing everything. <laughs> my daughter left. I lost my, I just, I just kept losing everything and nothing was certain. Y yo creo que en ese momento, cuando nada, no sabemos lo que va a pasar, todo es posible. Y yo estaba perdiendo mi carro, mi casa, mi hija se fue, yo no tenía nada y nomás seguía perdiendo las cosas y me digo, oh my God, ¿por qué? Y tuve un momento donde no tuve nada, like, no tengo dinero, no tengo apartamento, like, pero todo era posible, porque cuando tú pierdes todo, es otro dicho también, cuando tú pierdes todo, es la mejor, el mejor tiempo de estar vivo. Cuando no uh-huh. tienes nada que perder, es el mejor tiempo de estar vivo, porque puedes tratarlo todo, no vas a perder nada. Se puede empezar um, de cero. Todo, like, you have everything when, when, when you, you know, when you have nothing to lose, if you get yourself to that point, I don't wish it on you. It can sucks, <laughs> but it's true. I have mm-hmm. nothing to lose. It's a, it was so empowering that I was not defined by this job, by this car, by my status, by my being someone's mom. I can mm-hmm. totally redefine and find my essence. And that was so empowering. And when I was trying to build everything up, I just kept telling me that other quote, nothing is certain, everything is possible. Everything is possible. So I kept telling myself those two things, uh, that when you don't have anything, you don't have anything to lose, you can freaking do anything, you're not going to lose anything. So just remember that in your life, cuando, cuando no tienes nada, y, y estás perdiendo todo, olvídate que es, eres más um, tienes más poder 
de lo que sabes. Yeah. yeah, and that's a good one to think of and follow, especially because when people are losing everything or they're hitting rock bottom or going through the worst, mm -hmm. it feels like there's no way back up the ladder. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's no way out of it. And so having yeah. that in mind is a good way. I'm sure it was a good way for you to give yourself that push and yeah. get yourself to and a place. It allows you to understand that we are not defined by anything. We're not even defined by how this body. We are so mm -hmm. much more. Somos más de, de esta apariencia, um, de las, you know, el dinero, las, el, la casa. You know, la gente pierde su casa y, oh, my God, y se quiere matar. Porque la, la verdad es que yo no soy nadie si no tengo esa casa. Entonces, ¿quién soy? Tú eres tú. Tú eres algo más que una casa, un carro, el dinero. You know? Tu valor no cambia. Pero yeah. los valoramos tanto que, que pensamos que estamos perdiendo algo. Pero la verdad es que estamos perdiendo nuestra, nuestra, our hold to what that is. Y, yeah. y, y, es, y eso lo, lo, you know, la gente piensa, pierde su mente a veces. Y yo he estado en esos momentos donde yo pensaba que lo iba a perder porque no, no entendía cuánto yo me definía de cómo me miro, el dinero, de quién, si no soy su madre, si no soy la, la novia de él o you know, otra, otras medias también, si no soy esposa de esa persona. Pero somos más de, de las cosas que, que tenemos. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a question on there, but I thought of it mm -hmm. now. Were you always a single mom? Yes. Yeah, okay. we, we are, I shouldn't say that. Well, we were together for two, three years. Yeah, well, he and I were together for seven, but with my daughter, we were together for two, three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you had that Guerrera focus <laughs> and attitude since really young, and then the way mm -hmm. your life has played out um, allowed you to continue to to push through that way. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to share with our listeners or mm -hmm. add or? Um, any advice you want to give them? Anything else that came up while you were sharing? Okay. Um, I had a mentor and she said, I don't give advice, I give guidance. And I was like, I love that, right? <laughs> and yeah. what I took from that is, yo no, so, yo no doy, yo no doy um, advice, ¿cómo se dice advice? Consejos. No doy consejos, doy, uh, soy una guía. So I'm a guide, uh, you're a guide. We're all a guide from people. Mm -hmm. Only you can give yourself uh, the advice and the wisdom. Only you know what is best for you in your life. So I will, I will leave you with that. No one knows what you need more than you. No mm -hmm. one. So if anyone's advice resonates with you, it's because you knew that already. But someone just spoke it out loud. So always mm -hmm. know that. That's something that I teach my daughter when she would ask me, what do you want me to be when I grow up? I'm all, whatever makes you happy. I don't know what that is. And I'm like, well, you're gonna have to figure it out. And to say that to a little girl who just wants to please you and just tell me, give me the answer was a lot mm -hmm. for her. <laughs> but now she's like, I get it. Um, so I would just say the biggest thing is learn to trust yourself. Learn to really get to know yourself, sit with yourself at your, at your best, you know, or worst or whatever. Learn to be with yourself every day. Mm -hmm. Because you are going to be with you no matter what. Your kids will leave. Your husband can leave. Your wife can leave. Um, and I don't just mean they leave. I'm just saying they could pass away. You mm -hmm. are your only constant. So it is our job 
to make sure that we are always there for ourselves, no matter what is going like I can count on me, regardless of what's going on. And that is Mm -hmm. so empowering. Let me tell you, because I define myself as a mother. And when my daughter and I were having issues, and she wasn't talking to me, I was like, Oh, my God, what am I going to do? But then I was like, you know what, it's fine. She can go do her and I can do me. And that is true freedom. When you allow others to be free, you know, to not have this burden of my mom needs this for me or my husband, my wife needs to do this or that. It's honestly true freedom. So just I would just say that know that you are your constant. Take care of yourself. Sit with yourself. Get to know yourself. Know your habits. Change your patterns um, because you will always be your constant and you have to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that is very important, especially when you become a parent to teach that to your children, that you got you no matter what, and you're going to be okay. Me, myself, and that is all I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of the song. But it's yeah. true. It's so true. And and I love, love, love that you you gave that as the final guidance because that's honestly what I preach on my in my personal life. It's what I preach amongst my family, my friends, colleagues, and what I preach as a therapist. And it is something that I had to learn because I've mm-hmm. always been the journey. Grew up, yeah, I grew up also in an unstable environment. So I was the people pleaser, the make people happy, the codependent oldest out of four. So it was always like, got to make sure everyone else is taken care of. And when you start mm-hmm. choosing yourself or you learn how no matter who leaves and what changes, you do always only have yourself. So you have to be good with yourself. Like yes. you got to be friends with yourself. You got to be happy with yourself. You got to be satisfied with yourself. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and hate that person that is living with you because that's who you will always be with until the day you yeah. die. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's amazing that you ended it that way because it's, I, I totally agree a hundred percent. It's what I preach. It's what I believe in. And I think if more people, fell into that part of themselves life and just their experiences would be a lot I don't want to say easier to handle but more just manageable because manageable mm-hmm. you would know that you'd have your own back yeah, yeah. it's certainly like, like I got me everything's fine I don't feel anything no <laughs> we all need each yeah. other it's okay to need somebody you know what I mean to to want to be I'm not saying that no the duality is fine you can need somebody and be good on your own that's fine we're human Uh, But yeah, it it is a journey. So yeah, that I would just say, you know, just really make sure that you're looking out for you, you know, and others, and you will give others and yourself so much freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lastly, where can people find you if they need any coaching service from you, if they'd like to just have a conversation or maybe just listen to the to the podcast or get on the show where can they find you yeah. uh, por último le estoy preguntando que donde los la pueden encontrar si la quieren contactar si quieren sus servicios de um, de guía o de o de coaching <laughs> o si quieren escuchar su eh, su podcast también perfect thank you so much first of all for having me on i have really enjoyed this conversation um so uh you can find me everywhere on amigapreneur i'm sure she'll leave it on the show notes <laughs> mm-hmm. um i'm actually like i said on my podcast is amigapreneur as well i'm getting ready to launch um, my first course it's called god is transcending you will get accountability and support and guidance there on your journey if you're going through a transition and a change 
please don't do it alone if it's not me. Uh, seek the help of a therapist, um, anyone else to help you get through it. We, we can't all do this alone. I did say, you know, make sure you spend time with yourself, but I didn't say do it alone. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So that's that's what's coming up for me. Um, it's starting the week of, I would say, the 28th. And for your listeners, if they are interested, um, when I'm not sure when this is coming on, I am offering bonuses um, if you sign up before the 19th. Uh, if you hear it after the 19th and I haven't started, go ahead and DM me and let me know. But um, I really, again, I really appreciate being on here. I hope to be of service um, in the future and go ahead and follow me on social media. Thank you. Yes, go ahead and check her out. Check out her um, workshop and everything. Gracias otra vez. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and sharing. Um, I like to have these Tell My Story segments. They're not always as long as some of our other episodes or anything like that, but I feel like it really lets people in on other people's lives and experiences. And como dijiste, todos somos guías en las vidas de los demás y a veces las cosas que dice la gente nos tocan al corazón o nos tocan a través de las palabras que dicen en comparado a nuestras propias vidas, nuestras experiencias y lo que estamos pasando. So, eh, me encanta tener estos segmentos eh, de Tell My Story porque creo que en estos segmentos se puede escuchar la vida de los demás, las experiencias de los demás y podemos o escuchar solo para aprender o, o para comparar o para solamente relacionar con las experiencias de los demás. So, thank you so much for coming on to our show. Um, bueno, pues, mi gente, thank you guys so much uh, for listening to this conversation and giving us your time for just letting us talk your ears out. So, thank Muchas you gracias. so much again, Jacqueline. We'll let you go so you can enjoy your evening and we will talk another time we will very soon <laughs> bye guys thank you guys so much y bueno pues mi gente como les dije ahí les dejo con esta conversación again guys there i leave you guys with our conversation thank you so much for listening to this episode and continuing to support us um as always uh I appreciate you guys. I know that I am not consistent with this podcast like some podcasters are where you release an episode a week. I was trying to do an episode a month, but Lord knows I got too much going on these days sometimes. So thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. I get good feedback from some of you. I have seen some of our reviews. Could definitely use some more on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you guys knew, but the only way podcasts move up on Apple Podcasts is the more reviews they have. So if you're listening, please put the word out, get some reviews going for me, us, slash Acantrenos. Um, I would really appreciate it. So, uh, como siempre, gracias por seguir aquí con, conmigo, con nosotros, siendo, con, digo nosotros, pero soy una persona, pero obvio el podcast, eh, por seguir escuchándonos. Um, he escuchado de algunas gentes que les gusta el show o me han dado ideas. Um, si me quieres contactar, contáctame. Me encanta hablar con la gente. Me encanta 
tomar ideas de otras personas, no sean penosos, no tengan miedo. I'm here, you guys can reach out, don't be shy, don't be scared, I don't bite, I promise. Um, if you have ideas, you'd like to come on the show, you know somebody, if you know somebody that you're like, hey, I really think this person would be good for your show, um, whether they can tell their story or they're a mental health professional, some kind of professional in any way, and you think it'd be good for the Latino community, get them in contact with me. Let's get in contact and let's get the episode rolling. I would love, love, love to take outside advice, suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. As I just said, if anyone is interested in sharing their story or you know of anyone, contact me through Instagram, Facebook. I don't really know if the Facebook page has a messenger, but I think it goes through the regular messenger. Um, or you can contact me via email at acantrenosfam at gmail.com. Uh, como les dije, si conocen a alguien que quiere compartir su historia, tienen una idea, eh, lo que sea, contáctenme, pueden enviarme un correo electrónico a cantrenosfam.com o comunicarse conmigo a través de Instagram o Facebook. Um, el mensajero de Facebook creo que va directo a los mensajes regulares. No sé cómo funciona, pero creo que así es. Um, thank you guys again so much. I hope everyone is good and taking care of themselves. I know we're now at the end of this pandemic, post-pandemic, but we keep hearing about the variant and whatnot. And I know this has made a lot of my patients with anxiety a little nervous. Um, so I hope everyone's just continuing to take care of themselves and their health. If you're vaccinated and got vaccinated, good. If you don't believe in it, that's fine too. Just make sure you're taking good care of yourself, washing your hands, protecting yourself, your family, etc. Um, and if you need services, need help, et cetera, as um, our guest was saying, but just in general, you guys could even reach out to me and ask for resources, advice. Um, I am a therapist myself. I do provide therapy here in San Diego. You don't have to reach out to seek services for me, but I do have plenty of community and resources that I can provide you with in the LA area, San Gabriel area. Pasadena, Orange County, and even out here in San Diego. So do not hesitate to seek help, to seek services. It's been a tough two years or so. Um, and, you know, life is a little back to normal and better now, but um, it's understandable if people just start going through things. Um, lo que acabo de decir es in, en inglés es que obvio soy la host de este show, pero también soy terapeuta. So si necesitan algún alguna guía, algún consejo, necesitan información de un lugar donde quieran pedir ayuda para terapia o lo que sea. Tengo una comunidad grande en la comunidad de psicología, solo les podría dar información. Si buscan terapeutas en la área de Los Ángeles, Pasadena, San Gabriel, Orange County, Riverside o hasta aquí en San Diego, um, por favor no, no paren en contactarme, contáctenme si gustan y, y yo les ayudaré. Gracias, que tengan un buen día o buenas noches cuando estén escuchando esto. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day or a good night whenever it is you're listening to this. Until next time. Bye.